Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 117, Failure and Failing. It's May 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. My music is by Howie Moskovich. Failure and failing. This is a topic that some people do not have power with. They've lost their power when it comes to dealing with a failure or failing. And I would like to suggest some new thoughts and ideas to help you with this topic of failing and failure. If you are new to my content, please visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my current giveaway because that would make me happy. Here is my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional. I am not a healthcare professional. I am not a therapist and nothing I say in any of my content in any format is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. If you are listening to this podcast and you believe that life is too hard for you, you feel hopeless, life is just unbearable for you, or you are thinking about suicide, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to tell people how you are feeling. I am asking you to take the help that's available because we do have quite a bit of help available and people will help you. I promise that people will help you. My next piece is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I do have currently on my podcast hosting platform, rss.com, transcripts for all of my previous podcasts. Once a new podcast is published and live, a new corresponding transcript will be generated within a few hours and then available for you. I ask for your compassion as I am working to improve both my pronunciation and my flow of speaking so that you have a more valuable transcript for your use. And I do, I do appreciate your patience. I think I'm making some minor improvements, but I don't know. All right. Failure and failing. Oh boy, this is a very rich topic. And it's a topic that we don't frequently talk about out in the world. And if you are listening to this podcast and you feel like, oh, you're a failure, I've got news for you. Number one, you are not a failure. And number two, I will be addressing that shortly. So the word fail, which is an intransitive verb, means to provide, to prove, to prove deficient or lacking, 
perform ineffectively or inadequately or to be unsuccessful. Failure as a noun is the condition or fact of not achieving the desired end or ends, one that fails or the condition or fact of being insufficient or falling short. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to take the piece of the dictionary definitions as follows. Fail meaning to be unsuccessful and failure meaning to not have achieved the desired end or outcome or ends. Now this is a topic, failure, failing, where a significant number of people lose their power. There's a loss of power for many people when they feel like they have failed or they are failing at something. So this is a piece of you being able to take back your power. Now, I do have a podcast that is titled Take Back Your Power, but there are many aspects to taking back your power, and this is one of them. Uh, On the specific topic of taking back your power within the context of failing or failure. And my intention is that we kind of tease this whole topic apart so you have some new ideas and some new insights to create a more powerful relationship for yourself in the area of failing or failure. So my first question is, what is your particular point of view or what is your relationship to failing or failure at the present time? So at the present time, listening to this podcast, you have some history already with either failing or failure. And what is the nature of your history? What is your relationship to failure or failing? What, what is your relationship? Well, I don't know what your relationship is to failing or failure. I do know most people don't have a particularly strong and positive and powerful relationship to failure or failing, but it would be helpful at the outset for you to go, hmm, what is my relationship to failure? How do I feel about failing? How do I feel about failure? So regardless of where you stand, it's it's a good place to start to inquire where are you on this topic. So the first piece of this I, I'm going to address is when you as a person feel like a failure. So the first piece is feeling like a failure. In my, in my humble opinion, we have too many people walking around in life, in society, feeling as though they are a failure. Now this can be stealth, very, very hidden, It might not even be something that they're conscious of, but something that kind of maybe falls out of their mouth from time to time, because people will occasionally speak what's in their subconscious or unconscious mind unwittingly and unknowingly. But we do have a number of people who are walking around in life feeling like a failure. This would be, by the way, I have to make some friends at the Gallup poll. I really think I should put that on my list because I think this would be a very, very good Gallup poll to do. How many people feel like a failure? I don't know how many people feel like a failure, but I'm going to give you some idea of what I think about that. So we do know currently, by all reports, approximately 85% of the population in the world has low self-esteem. Now, given that, 
what percentage of that 85% of people who have low self-esteem feel like a failure? Well, they do, there is some synergy between feeling unworthy and undeserving and the word failure. They're, they're under the same kind of cast or under the same kind of flavor. I'm speculating, this is pure speculation on my part, but my speculation is that it's probably 40%, maybe 50%. I really don't know, but I think it's a fair number of people who unwittingly, and some of them knowingly and some of them unknowingly, have this notion internally that they are a failure. And this, in my, just is the most heartbreaking and tragic, tragic thing for me. And, and in my opinion, it's just tragic. It's also tragic to me, however, or in addition, that we have 85% of the population that doesn't feel worthy and does not feel deserving. And perhaps even under that low self-esteem does not feel lovable. That is heartbreaking. That is something that I'm working to interrupt. Hopefully you will join, join my team to interrupt that because that's not good. Low self-esteem doesn't feel good. So given that, uh, what we know about the 85% of the population having low self-esteem, and what we know is that we have a high percentage of American families that are dysfunctional, and in such a manner that dysfunctional families are the norm, not the exception. We also know from the research that up to, not the number, but up to, 80% of children are either mistreated or bullied by their own siblings growing up in the family, and then will pile on with the adverse childhood experiences research and test. Um, and it's not hard to figure out that it's highly likely or very predictable that if you feel like a failure, that that probably originated or was sourced by your childhood. Because what is likely, what is very likely, is that you grew up and love and affection were missing from your childhood. It is very likely that your feelings as a child or young adult were invalidated. Yes, we are still in society invalidating people's feelings publicly and not acknowledging that. This whole concept of invalidating other people's feelings or having your feelings invalidated, it's a big missing. It's all over the place. I do, I do have a podcast about that, but we still do that. So, of course, it's extremely likely that, that you grew up with that because it's still going on and it's going on openly in society. It's very likely or probable that you didn't feel valued and important when you were growing up. And therefore, as a result of all of those things, you might have felt that you were a failure. Like you're not receiving love and affection or your feelings are being invalidated or there's this other family dysfunction or adverse childhood experiences that you could have arrived and gotten put together, put yourself together as a response to that, thinking that you're a failure. It's just, it's completely reasonable that you might have put yourself together like that as a, if, if you are feeling like a failure and it did not start in your childhood, it could have started from any other number of events 
situations, traumas, or experiences as an adult or at any point in life, actually, to be, to be honest. So I don't know if that gives you some relief, but I would hope that it gives you a little relief because you could have in this moment, in this podcast right now, an aha moment. You could, if you're, if you're recognizing, if this idea of you feeling like a failure is resonating with you, if there's, if it's touching you, if you really, it's the word is resonating. If it's resonating with you, it's calling to you, then you could have an aha moment that this is not your fault. And in this moment, you could make a decision about how you are going to direct and have your life go moving forward. Much of what I do in my life were decisions I made as a either a child or a young person. I mean, I did decide in high school, and I remember the moment, I am not going to be a stodgy old grown-up. When I graduate from high school, I am still going to be playful and fun for the rest of my life. Why would I want to be stodgy and boring and, and whatnot? But I made certain decisions. This At this moment, you could literally make a decision if you have been feeling like a failure, that this is not going to be your future. You could literally make a choice. You could make that decision because this is not for you. It does not feel good if you are walking around or being in life or doing your life and you are feeling like a failure. That's just no, that is no good. That is problematic. Now, if you are the kind of person who habitually plays the victim or the martyr, then you might want to continue on that path because you'd have to give that victim martyrhood up if you were going to change your life. And I certainly hope you will because playing a victim or being the martyr is just not a powerful stance in life. It's not a powerful position. And there are people who are committed and will live their entire life playing the victim or being the martyr. That's, that's a choice you get to make. But even if you have very difficult or painful ex, uh, circumstances currently, or you're up against it or you have a major life challenge, you can still make this decision and begin to make little changes bit by bit. Because I have news for you. If you've been feeling like you're a failure, I've got news for you. Or if you have low self-esteem, maybe this feeling like a failure isn't resonating with you, but you know you have some level of low self-esteem, I've got news for you. You are worthy. You are deserving. You are worthy and deserving, and you are lovable. You are already worthy and deserving without making any changes. It's part of being human. Human beings are worthy of love. They are deserving in every capacity and, and very lovable. So if you feel right now like, oh, yeah, this sounds good, but my life is a mess, well, this might be the perfect time. I mean, you can make changes to your life, even when you're in the middle of three concurrent traumas. Yes, you can still grow and develop. You can still learn new skills, learn new habits in the middle of three concurrent traumas. I happen to know that from experience. 
and this might be very valuable to you. But regardless, you, no matter what's happening in your life, you are not a failure. If your life is a hot mess, you're still not a failure. What there is, is a different point of view that will give you power. So for myself, my view is that I am a work in progress and my life is a work in progress unfolding. Now, I have that attitude because I like it. I have that view because it empowers me. Now, I do understand there are people who think my life bites, like they think my life is the worst. And that's 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 their opinion. That's their view. I understand why they're saying that, but it makes me feel sad for them because they really can't see the love and affection I have in my life, the laughter, the play, the fun, and the miracles. And I mean, I've had major miracles happen in my life, like the kind of miracles they write books about. So I've had this amazing, amazing, miraculous life, despite all of this trauma and hardships. But for some people, they can only see the hardship or the trauma. And that's okay. I feel sorry for them because there are lots of other people who go, oh, wow, like this is, a, this is amazing. So the other piece about this is that no matter what you're doing, people, it's very likely people are going to judge and condemn you and criticize you primarily or one reason being because they're unhappy with themselves and they may be projecting. And so that's very common, very sad, but it leads me into my next point, which is you may be receiving external reinforcements of this idea. Either you are a failure or your life is a failure or you're failing. And, and I think it's very important to distinguish how that might show up because it might, it might be a little, so there may be people outside of you, other people who make subtle or not so subtle digs, comments, remarks, which are hinting at or blatantly stating that you're a failure or your life is a failure or you're failing. And this would be important for you to become awake and aware to because there's no power for you in life if you are feeling like you are a failure or if you feel that your life is a failure or you're failing. There's no power in that. Now there's power in a different point of view, like I'm a work in progress and I'm, I'm not even half done or however you want to look at it. But the idea that other people will throw you under the bus, which I just did a podcast about that yesterday. Oh yes, people will throw you under the bus. Even good people. I mean, this is not limited to bad people. Good people do these things because good people make mistakes. Good people get triggered. Good people get jealous or envious or resentful. But what's important for you is to start to recognize, is there any external, that meaning outside of you, reinforcement to the idea that you are failing, you are a failure, or your life is a failure. That you want to pay close attention to because that's clearly not helpful to you. Now, 
I do want to share an example of something that I believe happens fairly commonly, but not something, again, we talk about. And, uh, and this, I, be I believe this might be a name I made up. I seem to make up names as I go along or phrases like, uh, because I don't know, that's what I do. But anyway, so I, I'm, I'm just saying to you now that I think this is a made up name that I made up or made up term. So you don't go looking for it in the research because I do do a lot of research, but I also, <laughs> I also apparently make up some terms. So I will try to distinguish that. But the term that I think I might, might be made up is, is what I'm calling an emotional beating or an emotional whooping. And this is uh, an attempt by someone else to take you down. It may be indirect, it may be very direct, and it may not be malicious. It might be because someone feels safe with you and they just need to start discharge their emotions or they're just projecti projecting. It could be driven by a false narrative, jealousy, envy, it could be, but, and it really literally could be somebody very close to you or somebody you know, unexpected. So in those cases, you want to look to see if there's a pattern with this person, because this can contribute and reinforce the idea that there's something wrong with you. Now, I, I, rec I recently received an emotional beating or an emotional whooping, and, and literally the attempt was, the verbal conversation was, saying that I am a failure, my life is a failure, and I'm kind of thinking, what? Well, you can think that, but no, my life is not a failure. I am not a failure. My life is not a failure. No, I'm not having it. I will not agree to that. Look at the, the, look at the juicy, amazing life I've had. How could you look at my life and say it's trash? Well, if someone's projecting or engaging in a false narrative, or they might be irrational, that might happen. So this is important for you, because first of all, an emotional beating or an emotional whooping is painful. <laughs> Luckily, I am very, very good at dealing with painful things. So I, can, I have a shorter recovery time than some people, or actually than many people. So regardless, if you feel like you are a failure or you feel your life is a failure or you feel like you are failing, it is time to throw your arms up in the air as if you are a referee in a major sporting game or event and call a timeout. Call a timeout on your life and then pause and make some decisions, make some choices for yourself, which you can do even if you have very difficult circumstances. I know we have a very good percentage of people who are in domestic abuse situations right now. Now I'm talking about domestic abuse absent the violence. We don't really have a number on that. That would be another Gallup. That would be another Gallup poll if if people would even admit that. That's not something people admit to typically readily. So call a timeout if you feel like a failure, if you feel like your life is a failure, or you feel like you're failing. Call a timeout. It's a perfect thing to do. Call a timeout, decompress, and get your game game face on. So one of the aspects, though, of failing and failure is judgment. 
And I want to point out to you that everything in life is relative. Everything is relative. And much of what people do when they come around on this topic of failing or failure is they are comparing themselves to others. They are comparing their life or their assets or their relationships or their status or what have you to others and then they end up feeling like a failure. That comparing yourself to others, while there is some benefit, there can be benefits to that, most of the aspects of comparing yourself to others are negative. If you can compare yourself to someone else and become inspired and become motivated and become juiced up to say, yes, I'm going to change my life, I am going to create my life or, or what have you, then it wouldn't be bad. But most of what the comparing yourself to others leads people to is down a dark path. So judgment is involved in the decision that someone's a failure or they're failing or they, they you know, have failed. And, and it's understandable. If you had a dream or goal that you did not fulfill on, so you didn't, you weren't successful, you could look at yourself as a failure. You could, or that you failed, or that you're failing. That's one point of view, but my, my point of view over here on the happy channel is, hey, pat yourself on the back, you had a dream. Pat yourself on the back, you had a goal. Do you understand that most people are not setting goals and then taking actions on them? Very few people do that. They drift through life. They float through life. They're not happy and they're not setting goals. So if you had a goal or a dream that did not happen, pat yourself on the back for having it and then go set another one. Like you can, you can swim in the pool of, oh, I said I'd lose 10 pounds and I, I gained two, so I'm a failure. You can do that. That's perfectly fine. That's one way to do it but recognize you're making a judgment because there's another view and everything is relative. I, I'm just a fan of cut yourself a break. Some people are so hard on themselves. Oh, it pains me. I did do a podcast about beating yourself up or being hard on yourself, and this is very, very common. It just doesn't feel good and it's not helpful to you. So I want you to recognize the piece of failure or failing that's judgment. So for example, if you ended up being involved in a, in a relationship with a narcissist or a psychopath or a sociopath or an abuser, you could feel like a failure and beat yourself up for getting involved with someone like that. Well, guess what? We know from the research, these people are very cunning. They hide themselves very well in plain sight. Bernie Madoff being a very good example, having built, what, 37,000 people out of billions of dollars over 40 years. I think it was $65 billion. So you could beat yourself up or you could say, ah, oh, well, look at the boat I'm in. I better get out of it and figure out an escape plan. Or if you've already escaped, you could go, woohoo for me. I survived that. I am a success because I didn't get my soul crushed or what have you. So I'm just really suggesting 
you understand everything is relative and some of the judgments you're making are unfair and some of the judgments you're making are are not reasonable they're really very harsh so that's that now the next piece I'm going in my notes I'm going to condense because I'm excited to let you know that I am working on a diagram or a schema for managing and processing your emotions. I do have a podcast on that, but life involves emotions. Emotions drive you. Emotions run the show. Even when you learn how to manage and control your emotions, life is about feeling. I mean, unless you're in a coma or unconscious, you have feelings and emotions all day long. So the next piece of this on the failing and failure is about the emotions. And failure or failing has a huge umbrella of emotions. For example, if we looked at an emotional vocabulary word sheet, here's some of the words that might fall under this umbrella of failure or failing. Broken, damaged, flawed, inferior, worthless, ineffective, helpless, powerless, inept, washed up, weak, crippled, unhappy, depressed, beaten, dejected, fed up, disappointed, lost, upset, despondent, shocked, bitter, furious, shamed, sheepish, sheepish, humiliated, disgraced, resentful, ashamed, and incompetent. That's a, that's a wide, they're very different emotions. Those are not the same feelings. Those are different words representing different emotions. So my suggestion is if you have been living life feeling as if you are a failure, it would be best for you to get an emotional vocabulary, vocabulary word sheet, which are online. You can get download them for free and start pinpointing what are your feelings. And then you will want to go through the steps of managing and processing your emotions. Now I have in my podcast on managing and processing your emotions, eight steps or eight different pieces. They're not really steps, they're pieces. And it's, it's a layer, it's a circular kind of process that happens over time. I haven't been able to find anything like that on the internet. And so once my diagram, which is at the graphic place, is done, then I will have it scrutinized by therapists, licensed clinical therapists, before then I could put it out, which I think would be very helpful for people who are working to grow, learning how to manage and process your emotions. So I had more in, the, in my sketchy notes about this. But I do think hopefully in the next month or two, I don't know how much time, the turnaround time will, will be for getting therapists to look at the diagram and get it all stitched up. But I do already have a podcast explaining the different steps. This is very important that you deal with the emotional pieces. If you're 27 or 38 or 52 or 75 and you have been chronically nagged by feeling like you're not good enough or a failure, it's time to start 
dealing with your emotions and get this put to bed because this does not have to be your future. Now, I want to mention a couple things that come up in the area of failure and failing, which contribute to this whole kind of mess. So when it comes to failure and failing, some people have what are known as trauma responses, for example, depression and anxiety, uh, fears and worries um, that can contribute to them feeling like a failure or failing or, or really just bombing out. So low self-esteem, irrational thinking, this little way of thinking I am now calling, this is a made-up name, by the way, the negative thinking pack, P-A-C-K. So the negative thinking pack is negative thinking, overthinking, ruminating, brooding, catastrophizing, which often come together. They travel in a pack frequently, by the way, iced with uh, low self-esteem and irrational thinking. Lacking emotional abilities can deeply contribute to this feeling of either you're a failure or your life has been a failure or you're failing because your emotion, you don't have full facility with your emotions. Your emotions will sometimes run the show and that would leave you feeling out of control and therefore contribute to you feeling like you're a failure or you're failing. Insecurities, lack of self-awareness, perfectionism, beating yourself up or being hard on yourself, being risk avoidant, clinging to your comfort zone, and being overly concerned about what other people will think of you are all factors that come up frequently. They don't all come up, but they frequently will come up under the conversations of failure or feeling like a failure or failing. So that's helpful to know because those are areas that you could impact to make a difference. So there are a variety of factors that fall under this big umbrella of failure or failing that are important, and I'll give you some suggestions later on. The important piece of this, outside of the fact that if you are feeling like you are a failure, that would be great to address. You do not want to walk around in life feeling as if you were a failure because number one, it's not true. You're here, you're alive. Hey, whatever didn't go well in your life, let's get on that. Get a plan. I'm, I'm the queen of making, making plans and then making them happen, especially after people are bad to me <laughs> and then laughing about it. I mean, of course, after I've managed and processed my emotions. Here's what's at stake for some of you. For some of you, your success is at stake. For some of you, happiness, peace, contentment, love, love and affection, joy, abundance, relationships, friendships, having your dreams come true. There is so much possible. There are so many things that are possible for you if fear of failure or this whole notion you are a failure or your life is a failure or you're failing wasn't in the way. This is a roadblock or an obstacle for many people to go after what they want. They can't go after what they want because they feel like they're a failure. Well, if you felt like a failure, what would you really go do? I don't know what you would go do, but it's, it's a real problem. And it doesn't make you feel good, and it's not good for you. 
So those are many, some of the things that are possible. Like that's what's at stake. That's what could be won or lost if this umbrella, this dark cloud of failure or failing wasn't hanging over you. So the next couple things I want to mention briefly. So the power of belief, visualization, and anticipation. The power of belief is extraordinary. And if you're not sure about that, well, then you could just Google all the famous athletic coach quotes that have to do with belief. Because when an athletic team goes into a game, not even a championship game maybe, but they go into a, a game, they go in with the attitude, they go in with the belief that they will win. They don't go into the game thinking, oh, we're going to lose. The belief is extremely powerful. It's been written about in so many books from the beginning of time, even in health and wellness books. Uh, it's amazing. So the power of belief is incredible. And you would do well to harness that and make the belief your friend and make belief, put belief on your team. I have belief. I believe I will be successful even, even if people laugh at me. I really don't care about people laughing at me. I laugh at myself, so the more the merrier. Visualization and anticipation. Well, first of all, visualization and anticipation. It's very fascinating how the visualization piece in medicine has come kind of full circle. And even on, say, harvard.com or harvardmedicine.com, like there's out in the world medical, you know, premier medical institutions advocating for visualization with respect to health issues and health problems. Now, I do have a podcast about visualization and anticipation. I actually read about visualization as a kid in the Reader's Digest, I know. And they were just beginning to use that with cancer patients back in the day. And it's come, oh, it's just come eons and eons and eons. So the other piece is using the self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe that you, you're going to set a, an intention or a goal or you're going to create a new dream, that's positive, you will then be using this self-fulfilling prophecy to have that come to fruition. That's unconscious and subconscious. You don't need to do anything other than set positive goals and positive intentions and start working on them. And then your subconscious and unconscious mind will direct you in the most subtle ways to have that goal or that dream or that intention come true. And affirmations is something that some people will dismiss, but the people who are dismissing it don't have any understanding about neuroplasticity of the brain and, and or the subconscious unconscious mind. Affirmations are a shortcut way to rewire the brain and rewire your unconscious and subconscious programming. It takes advantage of neuroplasticity. I do have a whole podcast about, well, it's about neuroplasticity and psychoneuroimmunology, two of like the most fascinating and cool pieces of science in our time that everyone should know about. So those are some pieces that you can harness 
as you're expanding your relationship to failing or failures. And the question really becomes, what would you do? What would you do or what would you be doing if you were not, if you had a positive relationship to failing and failure? I don't know what you would be doing, but I do work with people in a coaching capacity and have for a very, very long time. And what I know is that when people start to do the work, that means work on themselves, grow new skills, grow new abilities, have new wisdom and understanding, they typically, usually, then begin to share their vision, their goals, or things that they've kept to themselves because they never thought they could do it. So there's something, most likely, or probably, that you would be doing if you had a great relationship to failure and failing. My view is, look, if I'm failing, woohoo, it means I'm in the game. If I am failing or failed, woohoo, I did something. Because if you never do anything, of course you're not going to fail. And that's fine. I have no skin in the game about whether you do anything or not. But you could celebrate your failures. You could say, woohoo, well, I didn't make that mark, but look at what I'm doing. I'm, I'm in the game. I'm in the game and just celebrate even that you're in the game. We don't, I mean, anyway. All right. So last couple of suggestions to help you expand your relationship to failing and failure. Some of these pieces being addressing if you feel like you're a failure. So number one is be authentic and real. One of the big underlying reasons why people have difficulty being authentic and real has to do with trauma. So if you have issues being authentic and real, it could really be sourced by a, a trauma. I mean, but it's a, it's a, it's a goal. It's a, it's a place you want to get to because it's, it's very freeing. It is so it's like freedom city and, and not to care. I mean, I don't, I don't do bad things to people. I'm not, I'm not lying, stealing, cheating, doing anything hurtful. I am a good person. Um, but I don't really care if people laugh at me or, or what, what they're thinking of what I'm doing. I'm just being my authentic and real self and enjoying life. My next suggestion, so the first suggestion is be authentic and real or put that as a goal to get towards what's in the way of that. Well, many of my podcast topics are some of the things that are in the way for some people. Number two, rational thinking. This has got to be on your list as a number one priority because irrational thinking means you have a warped or inaccurate view of life and way of thinking. Being able to laugh at yourself, well, that's very, that's very fun. That's a skill in and of itself. Number four, bring love and affection into your life. Oh, it's love and affection is amazing. I recently did a podcast titled "The Lost Art of Love and Affection" because it, it really occurred to me it's real, it's a big missing. It's a big missing in the world. All right, next suggestion is to boost self care. That's also missing in the world. Uh, bring so self-compassion, self-appreciation, feeling worthy and deserving into your life. 
that will help you immensely. Learn to control your mind. This is a problem for many people. I don't know how many people, but it would be a good another Gallup poll question. How many people feel like they, they, get, they ruminate and brood and catastrophize and overthink and all that stuff? I don't know, but it might be, might be higher than I think. Um, start to view yourself as a work in progress and your life as a work in progress. Put yourself squarely in the driver's seat of your life and start taking intentional actions to bring about and create your life. I always recommend that you take a team with you, take people with you and make it magical and fun, names, parties, events, all that good stuff. Have rewards without question. Ask for help if you need help or guidance and grow your emotions to be a superpower. So that gives you many suggestions. My takeaway is that you begin to transform your relationship to failure and expand your capacity and ability to be with, deal with failing and failure. And then it's time to celebrate any failures you have. You really could celebrate them. And lastly, get a team, make it a journey, get to work on yourself. And that's it. And share this podcast on social media. All right, that's it for now. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 117, Failure and Failing. I certainly hope this has given you some new ideas, some new things to think about, and that you will make sure you have a very powerful relationship to failure and failing and that you don't think you're a failure. Please visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com. Enter my giveaway. Please share this podcast on social media and subscribe. I love you. Take care. Hang in there for now.